This episode of News Dump is brought to you by Candid and by Masterclass. It has become Friday. Generic greeting. America is back. And yeah, we're doing a bunch of pointless introductions to, uh, to this episode in an effort to waste time before diving headfirst into today's main story. Because according to YouTube's very strange rules, you can get away with saying some more of the, uh, the titillating phrases once your video surpasses the 30 second mark which is just enough time for you to cover your children's ears or put them to bed or tune out if naughty talk rubs you the wrong way. Because we're about to talk about superheroes, but not in the way that people tend to discuss superheroes. Yeah, um, fans of linguistics, buckle up. Mm -hmm. Especially the most cunning of linguistics. Yes. Anyway, all right, time's up. Let's do this. Batman doesn't eat pussy. He does not munch the box hate that term. He will not perform cunnilingus. Does not tickle the clip. Yeah, he simply will not get his face, no matter how protected by his famous cowl, anywhere near a vagina. And with this admission, he has pretty much assured the people of Gotham that the Cape Crusader's secret identity is none other than DJ Khaled! DJ Khaled! I'm a king! Alright, yeah, yeah, no, it's obviously Bruce Wayne. Mm -hmm. You can tell by his the way it is. And yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not sure if Bruce Wayne eats pussy, but it is now canonical that Batman does not mm -mm. and will not go down on a woman because apparently heroes don't do that. <laughs> He's got the mouth hole and everything. What a waste. Yeah, exactly. Keeps the juices from getting all over. Just goes on the cowl. <laughs> I mean, look, if you had to assume which superhero out of literally every superhero in existence would not eat pussy, I don't think it's too far of a stretch of the imagination that people would immediately think of Batman, considering he's a billionaire tech weirdo who spends his nights beating up people who are clearly suffering from mental health issues. So that would definitely be the guy who doesn't eat pussy. Yeah. And instead demands blowjobs. Yeah, that's, a, that, like, see, that's the question. It's like, we know his stance on giving. Do we know his stance on receiving? But much like DJ Khaled, I feel like he demands it. Yeah. Yeah. I've been fighting crime all day. Come on. <laughs> You know you like that stank. Uh, clearly, there are plenty of superheroes, though, that are out there that absolutely love it and are obsessed with eating pussy, like Ant-Man. When you're that small, it's, <laughs> you can just get inside. Ant-Man literally got throat cancer from eating pussy so obsessively, <laughs> forcing him to retire from his role and then pass his legacy over to Scott Lang alongside a dire warning about the potential repercussions of using his shrinking powers to increase the amount of pussy there is to eat. Scott, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> That's canonical because of us. It is. Mm -hmm. It is. But back to Batman. Yes. Why the hell have the specifics of his this very specific sexual preference become such a hot topic of discussion at all? Why is the world now very aware of the fact that Batman doesn't like performing oral? Well... It's because he was apparently supposed to go down on Catwoman in an episode of a cartoon, but an R-rated yeah. cartoon, the Harley Quinn animated series, which is available on HBO Max. But uh, DC had a big problem with that. Yeah. Uh, during an interview with the show's co-creators and executive producers, Justin Halpern and Patrick Schumacher, the two relayed a story about pushing the limits of what they were allowed to do with the DC characters. Here's the quote from Variety. It's incredibly gratifying and free to be using characters that are considered villains because you just have so much more leeway, says Halpern. A perfect example of that is in this third season of Harley when we had a moment where Batman was going down on Catwoman. And DC was like, you can't do that. You absolutely cannot do that. They're like, heroes don't do that. 
And so that last quote, uh, that was the quote heard around the world, that heroes do not eat pussy. Yeah. Um, or at least, uh, you know, that's where it was heard on Twitter.com. But the conversation with Variety continued with Halpern adding, so we said, are you saying heroes are just selfish lovers? DC was like, no, it's that we sell consumer toys for heroes. It's hard to sell a toy if Batman is also going down on someone. Sorry, babe. I'm a hero. Heroes don't do that. You know, Ugh. heroes like DJ Khaled and Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Uh, so... You know, we, of course, don't agree with that. No. Because it's pretty safe to say that a Batman cuddling his playset would perform extremely well in today's action figure marketplace. Most of the people spending money on superhero franchise shit are people our age who never grew up and mm -hmm. now have disposable incomes working at their soul-sucking jobs. There's nothing I want more right now than a, a action figurine of Batman just munching that box. Yeah. Yeah. It's the a sideshow collectible. One that is done with such accuracy that it looks like it's real life. Yeah. Yeah. There's a market for that. <laughs> There's definitely a market for that. In fact, a lot of people who buy these toys would, would love to have that, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, I just don't see it. That, that would be one of the most sought-after Batman toys in recent memory if they just c committed to the Cunnilingus Batman Special Edition, Limited Edition uh Sideshow collectible. I don't see set. why why but, DC uh, uh, has to be so prude about it. There's clearly a market. But yeah, as hilarious as it may be that DC has seemingly taken a firm stance on Batman's bedroom behavior, of course they took that stance. They're trying to sell toys to children. Yeah. On the other hand, this series is specifically targeted at adults. And in general, it doesn't really seem as though Batman has been targeted at children for an extremely long time, outside of maybe the 1960s sitcom and the Schumacher films in the 90s. Like... Batman is a, uh, is way more serious this late, like for the past two generations. Of yeah, people. yeah, yeah. And the movies are very dark, and so are the comic books. New Fifty Two, uh, uh, the Death Metal series, all you know, very heavy stuff. Not yeah. really geared towards good. But, yeah, good. Fuck the kids. And I and look, they're great series. It's great, except for you know some of the movies, but New Fifty Two. Damn near perfect. Fuck them kids. But also, uh, as we've reported previously on this show, even 1960s Batman was into some pretty kinky shit. Yeah. And got kicked out of an orgy for refusing to break character. From an interview with Adam West back in 2014. The late, great Adam West. Yes. I immediately went into the Batman character, and Frank went into the Riddler character, because we were getting the big giggles. It was so funny to us what we walked into. And we were kicked out. We were expelled from the orgy. Oh, uh, I was hoping you'd do the voice. Well, we were kicked out. We were expelled from the orgy. Adam West here. Former Batman and sex free. <laughs> but uh, This Batman definitely goes down. He goes down, he goes up, he goes side to side. He goes all around. He, he's, he pleases the Catwoman. But uh, yeah, back to Batman eating Catwoman's pussy in this Harley <laughs> Quinn show. Uh, it, it wasn't even confirmed that DC had forced them to remove the scene from the episode in question. They were literally just talking about boundaries that they were able to push and used a specific example of pushing the limits of what DC would allow. Variety even followed up the quote with, In fairness to DC, both Halpern and Schumacher went on to say that the company has been remarkably supportive of their series and has allowed them to push the envelope numerous times. Still, it remains to be seen if Batman and Catwoman will be shown engaging in some bedroom antics in Season 3 or if it will simply be implied via cunning linguists. There, there it Linguistics, is. Yeah. sorry. Um, either way, apparently uh, the visual representation of Batman eating out Catwoman already exists because Zack Snyder posted the visual directly to his Twitter account for all to see with the caption, canon. And 
Uh, Elliot, you were saying you tried to backtrace this, and I didn't, didn't personally, anything. but other people in the replies. Uh, yeah, I haven't verified this myself, but people were doing the the old like reverse image search of it, and they were just like. This is an original image that Zack Snyder has posted here. It doesn't appear anywhere else. It's not like he pulled this from some, like, fucking DeviantArt page. Like, it sounds like Zack Snyder may have personally commissioned this. Because, yeah, he's probably got, you know, all the connects with, like, Because it, like, it, it looks like a Frank Miller. Yeah. Uh, it, it looks like something from the Frank Miller novel. Yeah, if Frank Miller wasn't just, like, ravaged by, the you know, the ravages of time and unable to actually draw in his old... Dark Knight Returns style, I would have almost thought that Snyder had just called him up and asked him to do it. But someone who's very good at drawing in the Dark Knight Returns style uh, did some very uh, uh, canonical looking uh, artwork. Now, we uh, did have to censor it, so you can go check out the uncensored version on uh, the Twitter. It's but, tasteful. Uh, it is tasteful. I just don't want to risk it. Yeah. Um, but also, it's a real shame that there's no Comic-Con this year because... You could assume you'd be. It would be very lucrative to be on Artist Alley this year with all of the requests coming in on a day-to-day -day basis. Of uh, can you draw Batman eating Catwoman's vagina? Oh, you'd get so many cosplayers getting kicked out of the convention for like going up to Catwoman. Cosplayers. Hey, I, I, hey, unlike other Batman, I I, I totally eat pussy. Yeah. Get away from me! You ready to make history? Uh, yeah. Anyway, so. while we're on the topic of unconventional Batman storyline, it was recently reported that Lego Batman Two almost certainly isn't happening, mm -hmm. which is a real shame because the script for the potential sequel written by Rick and Morty's Dan Harmon and Michael Waldron was apparently pretty damn good. Mm -hmm. Now, this news comes by way of Collider, who first explains exactly why a follow-up to Lego Batman is impossible, saying, the first Lego Batman movie came about as a spin-off of the Lego movie, which was produced by Warner Brothers and therefore had access to all of WB's IP library. But in 2020, Universal snatched the rights to the entire LEGO franchise in an exclusive deal, meaning all LEGO-fied WB characters like Harry Potter or Batman are no longer available as part of Universal's LEGO franchise plans. But titles like Jurassic Park and Fast and Furious are. Ooh, LEGO Fast and Furious. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. We, a LEGO Fast and Furious would be awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, fuck it. Yeah. It, the, the whole, as long as the quality is maintained. Between, the whole series yeah. is basically a cartoon now anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sure, but uh, back to the script that will no longer be used. Uh, the info that uh, from that came directly uh, from Lego Batman director Chris McKay, who spoke with the outlet and said the following. Dan Harmon and Michael Waldron had done a first draft of the script that was really great. It was truly epic, both from an action standpoint and from a story standpoint. The structure was Godfather Part Two, a story about Batman's relationship to the Justice League and Superman now as well as the formative moments of the Justice League and Batman's relationship with Superman then. McKay also described the film as sort of Boogie Nights-esque and said it was going to be really funny. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sounds great. I mean, they, they're using all the correct buzzwords to get me interested. Yeah, I'm, I'm listening. So the film has a kind of a Boogie Nights or Godfather Part Two structure to it, but what was it going to be about? The first Lego Batman movie was all about family. And McKay explains that the sequel was going to evolve that theme. Quote, Friendship and change. It was about how hard it is to change, to commit to change, to stay on the new road you've carved for yourself especially when maybe you weren't such a good guy to your friends. Your old friends might not be able to see the new you. They might still live in the past. But as the movie and Robin finds out, the past might be more complicated than it seems. It really seems like they could easily transition that script in directly into the Fast and Furious. Yeah. Uh, family. Yeah. You had me at family. Yeah. So there you go. Maybe we will see this script Frankenstein into Fast and Furious Lego movie. Yeah. Where anything's possible. I don't even, th that's the thing though. 
They don't need Legos to do crazy shit. Yeah. By the way, I've seen the new Fast and Furious. I don't even know if it's out this week or next. I saw it like two weeks ago. Incredible. I'm not going to spoil it, but even I was surprised by a lot of the shit that happens in this. And I went in there with like, all right, well, what could it, what else could possibly happen? Even like the commercials, just like, wow, they basically bungee jumped a car. How much crazier could it get? It gets way crazier. So, you know, do what you want with your own money. But uh, if you want to sit and eat popcorn in an air-conditioned room and be fully entertained. Just breathe uh, everyone else's air around you, knowing that you might not get sick this time. Listen, 105-degree weather. Yeah. Potential COVID outbreak. It's getting real. It's getting. It's hard to pick. Yeah. It's hard to pick. Uh, anyways, at least uh, we still have the Robert Pattinson Batman. To oh, yeah, to. that movie. I know, right? And that is still currently scheduled to hit theaters in March of next year. So huh. kind of right around the corner. It always yeah. feels longer than it is. It'll it's be here less, before you know Less it. than a year away. Unless it gets moved again because everything literally keeps getting shifted. The old box office shuffle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, once that's released, though, uh, and Pattinson uh, has officially become the Batman, it will, of course, become canonical that Batman has fucked a mermaid. Just add that to the list of things that Batman has done yeah. in private or in public if you watched The Lighthouse. Great movie. Uh, yeah. Anyways, we do have some more stories for you, including some uh, very interesting, uh, pretty horrific stuff uh, regarding Florida politics uh, that doesn't have anything to do with Matt Gates, surprisingly. And also some mixed messaging from anti-drug campaigns. But uh, first, let's take a quick second to thank today's sponsors, starting with Candid. Unhappy with your smile? You don't have to be. Thousands of people have used Candid, the clear, comfortable, removable, and practically invisible aligners to help straighten their teeth, and now they love their smile. Just like Cameron S. from Nashville, Tennessee, who said, Once I started Candid, my life completely changed. I started going to the gym more, I started eating better, I even have better dental hygiene. My goal for my wedding was perfect teeth, and Candid got me there. Candid is here to help straighten your teeth so you can fall in love with your smile, too. Your treatment is prescribed and closely monitored remotely by a licensed orthodontist who's an expert in tooth movement. You'll have the same quality of care you'd get from an in-office orthodontist from the comfort and convenience of your own home. And while other companies use general dentists, Candid only works with orthodontists. With Candid, the same orthodontist who created your plan is with you from start to finish, so you never have to wonder how you're doing. The average Candid treatment is just six months, and you'll start seeing results way before then. It also costs thousands less than traditional braces. Become your best you. Start straightening your teeth today. And right now, you can save $75 on Candid Starter Kit. Go to CandidCO.com newsdump and use code newsdump. That is CandidCO.com newsdump, code newsdump. Take advantage of this limited time offer to save $75 on your starter kit. CandidCO.com newsdump, code newsdump, link in the description. This episode is also sponsored by Masterclass. Have you ever wanted to try something new or perfect the skills you have in a certain area but couldn't break through whatever it was that was holding you back? Well, that's where Masterclass shines because you're getting information from literally the best people in the business from a variety of fields like cooking, music, film, animation, business, tech, and plenty more. With Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best minds anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. You can learn the art of DJing and music curation from Questlove. You can improve your cooking skills from Gordon Ramsay or learn game design and theory from Will Wright. With over 100 classes from a range of world-class instructors, that thing you've always wanted to do is closer than you think. The good thing about Masterclass is, you know, you can follow tutorials and stuff or, or kind of like get... The, the basics of something that you're doing, but you're learning it from people who have a lifetime of experience and they're gonna have a different aspect on what you're trying to learn and it's a lot 
uh, easier yeah. for you to wrap your mind around something when you have the knowledge right there. Yeah, they're, they're the form. The way these are formatted, uh, it's it's really nice. It's it's like you're you're kind of hearing it straight from them in a very candid sort of way. Yeah, it's not. It, it doesn't feel like learning. It feels like uh, well, you're learning, but in a very natural way. And it's from people you can trust because they're yeah. literally at the top of their field. Yeah. Uh, now, these cinema quality classes give you unparalleled access to literal experts, and the lessons range from showing you how to execute a technique to insights about the craft. You can explore lessons in any order across your phone, tablet, Apple TV, or computer, and in just 10 to 15 minutes, you can squeeze a few lessons in here or there without setting aside an entire day. And if you're interested, we definitely think you should check it out. Uh, get unlimited access to every masterclass, and for our viewers, you can get 15% off an annual membership. All you got to do is go to masterclass.com newsdump. That is masterclass.com newsdump for 15% off masterclass. All right, back to the news now with one of the best denials we have ever heard in at least a few weeks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> regarding some extremely shady, pretty undeniable bullshit caught on tape. According to Politico, a little-known GOP candidate in one of Florida's most competitive congressional seats was secretly recorded threatening to send a Russian and Ukrainian hit squad to a fellow Republican opponent to make her disappear. Yeah. Whew, yeah, some of these guys hate their even their fellow party members <laughs> enough that they're willing to uh, at least claim to be willing to uh, have them killed. Yes. Uh, the audio is nuts. And, of course, the guy on tape named William Braddock is both denying that it's him and also saying that it could be edited. Yeah. One or the other. Which, uh, whichever one you find most believable. Yeah, and I, I, we, I, I say it in a second here, but, like, uh, just to reiterate, we're not going to play the audio. It, it is available on their site, so you can go listen to it. But... Uh, Florida is a two-party consent state, so like oh. playing this, we're just gonna read the transcripts. Yeah, but it is the audio is available if you want to yeah. double check. So I don't know, no one knows if this is real or not, but it would have to take some pretty crafty editing to make him go into such detail regarding what he's capable of orchestrating against a political rival. Yeah, uh, <laughs> here's some of the more insane quotes from the nearly six-minute recording, which again you can listen to for yourself on their website. We're not going to risk playing it here, but uh, here's here's some quotes. It was a, a woman recorded a conversation with him, and this is uh, some of the things from it. I really don't want to have to end anybody's life for the good of the people of the United States of America. Oh that God. will break my heart. But if it needs to be done, it needs to be done. Luna is a fucking speed bump in the road. She's a dead squirrel you run over every day when you leave the neighborhood. Uh, Braddock, early in the call, brought up the alleged assassins. He also made rambling statements about getting financial help from fellow Freemasons or by somehow importing millions of dollars from Malta and Gibraltar. This guy worked for, like, Abstergo? What is this? <laughs> it is nuts. It sounds like the, the ramblings of someone that is wasted at a bar that's trying to be braggadocious in order to impress someone for reasons you, you're like... This isn't impressive. It's scary, sir. I, but it sounds like someone at a bar that's just like, yeah. I got I got ties with the Freemasons and Malta. I can yeah. make this happen. I actually like that he brought up the Freemasons because, you know, they used to be like the big, scary secret society. But now it's just like it's basically like the Veterans Hall. But the drinking like, club. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like the Shriners. It's just some like it, it's it, it's the most harmless fucking shit. Yeah, it's it has like a, a history, club. a history of like <laughs> of like secrets and uh, allure and yeah. like all this. And now it's like. Hey, if you want to be a Freemason, you pay the membership fee, you can yeah. come down to the hall and have 25 yeah, cent beer night. You can book the, the hall for your events for like way cheaper than other places. And yeah, uh, yeah the beer is on tap. You only pay for the cost. It's pretty great. 
Yeah. Um, and not everyone can get in, but once you're in, hey man, we're all we're all cool. It's not scary anymore. So it's, I, it's like a uh, fraternity for he, people that aren't it, are too old for college. It's literally that. <laughs> so I like that he's bringing back making uh, the Masons scary. Yeah, they probably like him for this. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Tell him we can uh, get away with some shit. Like Malta and Gibraltar. Like, oh, these exotic little places. Like, oh, <laughs> this man. guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, here's another quote. I have access to a hit squad too, Ukrainians and Russians. He said about three minutes into the call, adding, "quote Don't get caught out in public supporting Luna. Luna's going to go down, and I hope it's by herself." Like I, alluding to the fact that there might be collateral damage in this hit that he's putting out. This guy's full of shit, but I. <laughs> but it's scary. I, it like scary. even if this guy's just making shit up, it's like this guy obviously is very angry. Yeah, you don't want to like this like. This isn't shit you say as a goof. We've learned uh, many times over the past, just in our generation, uh, that uh, when people say things, you should actually kind of be worried about it. You should. Yeah. You should take all threats seriously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, there's more. My polling people are going to charge me $20,000 to do a poll right before the primary. And if the poll says Luna's going to win, she's going to be gone. She's going to disappear. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, yeah, he said that on the recorded call. He pledged that... Olszewski, the woman who recorded the call, uh, he made her promise to be to never tell us all. And she immediately <laughs> There's no omerta anymore. Uh, here's more. For the good of our country, we have to sacrifice the few. For the better or the good of the majority of the people, we've got to sacrifice the few. Uh, later in the call, Olszewski asked what would happen if Luna is going to win. And Braddock assured her that wouldn't happen. Quote, she's going to be gone, period. That's the end of the discussion. Luna is not an issue. Uh, then Olszewski pushed him, asking, well, how do we make her go, though, buddy? I just don't understand that. I call up my Russian and Ukrainian hit squad. <laughs> I call up my Russian and Ukrainian hit squad, and within 24 hours, they're sending me pictures of her disappearing. No, I'm not joking. Like, this is beyond my control at this point. What? Uh, then she asked him if the killers were snipers, and he described them as Russian mafia, close battle combat, tech nines, MAC-10, silencers kind of thing. No snipers, up close and personal, so they know the target has gone. Shut the fuck up. This, I mean, <laughs> again, this is terrifying. And no, I'm not joking. Just in case anyone else is listening, no, I'm not joking. This is not a joke. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, so obviously this is absolutely insane. Uh, these alleged apparent ramblings are sound a lot like an alleged crazy person uh but uh yeah luckily someone did get him on tape saying this because even if he is bullshitting the entire time and just trying to seem cool or tough or, or whatever he seems unhinged he's expressing a sincere desire to end the life of a political rival that's uh <laughs> pretty, that's pretty bad serious. yeah yeah uh allegedly apparently if this recorder... someone who sounds a lot like him <laughs> Is saying these things. And yeah. whoever that person is is very unhinged. Yeah, we should get that guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, as we said earlier, though, Braddock is denying this whole thing from Politico. Reached by text message, Braddock refused to say whether he made any threats about Luna to the person who recorded him. And asked repeatedly via text if he mentioned Russian Ukrainian hit squads, Braddock wouldn't give a yes or no answer, saying he had not heard the recording and that it's allegedly me. There is no proof of that. He also suggested the recording may even be altered and edited. This is a dirty political tactic that has caused a lot of stress and is completely unnecessary, he said. So That, that denial, not very effective, I think. It, look, sounds like me, might not be, could be edited, but also, no, I, I actually, I'm Did not going to say... Did you say you were going to murder this woman? Well, I can't say yes or no to that unless I hear the recording. 
Yeah. Seems like something you should know. Yeah. Anyway, that's fucking wild. Yeah. Um, and it let's shift gears from stupid people trying to do crimes to a completely fumbled attempt at drug prevention and awareness. Over in Hong Kong, it's apparently anti-drug month. So obviously the local police and government have to come up with some very hip ways to convince the youth that drugs are not cool and you definitely shouldn't do them. <laughs> But uh, they might have accidentally done the opposite when they unveiled this year's campaign, which revolves around the term yellow, or you only live once. And look, we get it. They were definitely going for the idea that you only live once, so don't ruin your life with drugs. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they were also apparently unaware that the term, specifically when shortened to yellow, basically means, fuck it, I'm about to do something dangerous or stupid because you only live once. So you should try and do anything and everything, especially eating out Catwoman and doing drugs. Eating out Catwoman while on drugs. <laughs> Catnip. Damn. Yeah. From the Hong Kong Free Press, you only live once, YOLO, has become the Hong Kong Police Force's latest attempt to get youngsters not to take drugs. As part of their Anti-Drugs Month campaign, the force sent a virtual reality promotional truck around the city so Hong Kongers can, quote, experience the harmful hallucinations of drug abuse. Oh, wow, that's terrible. Can I do that again? Just to... <laughs> This is what's crazier. I, this is so... Absurd. And look, the translation might be off, but I, I, I double check. This is a reputable outlet. I mean, this uh, is just like Dare and like I think even the Dave Chappelle like sketch about it. Just yeah. Like, oh, you don't want to do this. Like this will happen. It's just the kid's like, wow, that taking, sounds awesome. Taking notes. It's like, like the oh uh, uh, Dewey Cox. You don't want none of this shit, Dewey. Yeah. I mean, I, even like. It's, it's awesome. Like, Dare, like, I don't know. This is probably still not, not the case anymore, but it's just like. Yeah, if you do enough LSD, you're going to, like, hear colors and see sounds, which is awful, obviously. Yeah, it's you... like, oh, uh, yeah, no, that sounds terrible. What? Uh, but, yeah, this next part, I was just like, there has to, maybe there's something lost in translation here, but mm -hmm. uh, this, it continues. If you want to find out what ketamine, cannabis, ice, or cocaine smells like, you should come and visit the truck. The police website, uh, that's what it said on the police website. However, netizens were quick to point out the irony in the police message. As according to the Cambridge Dictionary, YOLO means you should do things that are enjoyable or exciting, even if they are silly or slightly dangerous. The phrase, popular among youngsters on social media, is a call to live life to the fullest and seize the day. Quote, are they indirectly encouraging people to take drugs? A netizen commented on LIHKG, a popular online forum in Hong Kong. This is just like, it's it's the same mistake boomers make when they, you know, someone, one of their friends on Facebook is like, my husband died. And they're like, LOL. <laughs> Lots of love. <laughs> LOL crying face emoji, which is the laughing crying emoji. Uh, wow, offensive. But uh, yeah, it sounds like mm, they maybe kind of are accidentally encouraging drug use. It also sounds like their mobile anti-drug marketing machine is just a food truck for drugs. They've got a whole buffet for you to try. You want to smell some cocaine? Come on down to the YOLO truck. Get you a little sniff to see how how horrible it is. Yeah. yeah uh, what, uh, one of Hong Kong's like biggest news outlets, everyone got arrested uh, today or Ooh. yesterday. Pretty scary. <laughs> Jesus Daily. Christ. Yeah, yeah like, Jesus. Yeah, they got raided. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, the Hong Kong situation is uh, still still happening. And yes. uh, definitely seems like a, a losing battle for the, like, the people who want to keep things the way they are. And now they can't even do drugs. Yeah, can't even do drugs. How else am I supposed to escape? You literally get like the death penalty for like dealing drugs in China. So I, I can't imagine it's like even that much of a problem there. But okay. That's what they're, so maybe they're trying to trick kids into thinking it's actually cool. So they do it and they can freely execute them. Yeah, maybe. Come try it. It's awesome. Get hooked. We'll give you a little sniff of cocaine. 
But don't ever do it again. Don't ever do it or we'll fucking kill you. Isn't this stuff highly addictive? Don't ever do it again. Don't do it. It'll kill you. Anyways. And then we'll kill you. Take this cool button that definitely isn't a tracking device. Mm. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's it for News Dump this week. Uh, go check out our previous episode. We have a new episode of Tech Newsday and then an episode where uh, Jeff Bezos, is, it's the demand that he eats the Mona Lisa. Check both of those out and we'll see you uh, very soon for a new episode of Weekly Weird News. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.